0: Welcome to Belly Dance Alchemy, a captivating blend of the best elements of career and professional development and the magic of belly dance. I'm your host, Kelly Nottingham. Ready to make your day job sparkle and your dance life grow in new and inspiring ways? Let's see what we can brew up. Hi, listeners. I hope you enjoy the content that you get here on the podcast. And I have a favor to ask. I'm trying to expand the reach of the podcast to new listeners. So there are two ways that you can help me to do that because I can't do it by myself. If you would, please share this podcast with family and friends who you think would enjoy it. And if you would, write a review about the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. It really does help to have reviews on the podcast so that other people can see that someone gets something out of it. So if you're feeling like doing something nice today, I would really appreciate your help. All right, on with the show. Home renovation shows can be kind of addictive. My favorite kind are the ones where the clients have completely unrealistic expectations of how much house their money can buy. Also, Canada, I don't know how you calculate salaries, but Canadians on those shows are like, yeah, we're looking for a house and I'm a school teacher and my spouse is also a school teacher and our budget is somehow $900,000. What? How much do you pay people, Canada? Anyway, it's always fascinating to watch how the hosts of these shows use different influencing techniques to shift the client's mindset toward a home that's going to suit their needs and their budgets. My very favorite way, when the host gets the client's wish list shows them a home that is exactly what they're looking for, and then crushes their dreams by telling them, this dream house is four times what they can afford. It's so sadistic, and I don't know what it says about all of us who watch these shows and get great joy out of that, but somehow it's just really satisfying to watch. The host then talks to the clients about what the clients need and want in a home asking lots of questions, and they use some of these influencing techniques we'll be talking about in this episode to get the clients into a home that will work for them and that the clients are really happy with. The goal for the show host is to get the clients to shift over to another way of thinking about their dream home, that maybe they don't need all the bells and whistles that they thought they did, or that their needs can be met in a different way. The thing is, companies and anyone trying to market to you use influencing techniques all the time on you. Trust me, once you start looking for ways that people and companies try to influence you, you can't unsee it. Now, this is way more subtle than the so-called social media influencers who are really obvious in trying to market and sell products through this super curated online social media presence. Like, you wanna live a fancy life like I do? then take this vitamin and wear these pants. Really, that's just direct marketing and selling and not really influencing like we'll be discussing today. So before we jump into my three-step influencing model, let's go over some key points to keep in mind. Influence is not manipulating or coercing or tricking people. Influence is persuading someone to an idea or perspective to get their commitment and support. Influence is getting people to want to do what you want them to do. Influence is based in integrity, trust, and empathy. Now, there are several ways to influence, directly and indirectly. Indirectly is modeling the behaviors and influencing other people to help persuade that key person that you're trying to influence Or maybe rewarding the mindsets or behaviors you want through reinforcement mechanisms. We'll talk about that a little bit further. Now, those are indirect ways to influence. Direct influence is communicating with the person we want to influence directly to move them from perspective A to perspective B. So today we're focusing on that direct type of influence. So let's jump in with my three-step influencing model, step number one. Know where they are. If your goal is to bring someone over to your way of thinking, to encourage someone to want to do what you want them to do, you have to know where their starting point is. You can't give someone directions to your house by just telling them the address over and over and over again. You have to think about where they're starting from and how they need to drive from their perspective to get to your home. Well, influencing works exactly the same way. Now, this brings us to a big truth in this episode. In order to influence somebody, you have to meet them where they are. Now, what do I mean by where they are? Well, it includes things like their mindset and beliefs, their opinions, what they care about or value, their motivations, and the reinforcements for their mindset. In other words, How are they rewarded for keeping that mindset? Now, that's a whole lot of stuff to understand. So let's start with this question. How did they get to where they are? Well, the same way all of us do. Through our education, both formal and informal, our experiences and what we tell ourselves about the world around us. Maybe their experiences or education about your perspective were negative. Maybe they had a bad experience in the past or they've been told by people they trust that your perspective is wrong and theirs is right. Maybe they've never been exposed to your perspective, but what they understand about it butts heads with what they already believe or understand or value. Now, if that's the case, then studying where they're coming from may take some extra work. But until you're able, at least on some level, to understand what that person's perspective is you're not going to be able to influence them effectively. You won't be able to get them from their perspective to yours. Now, trying to understand their viewpoint doesn't mean you have to agree with it. You may think that their idea is horrible and disgusting and literally everything that's wrong with the world. But at this phase, that doesn't matter. You're just trying to see what they see from their viewpoint. You're putting yourself in their shoes. This process can take some imagination and, frankly, letting go of a lot of our own beliefs and ideas, at least temporarily. For this to work, we have to be curious and judgment-free. It takes asking a lot of questions, and it takes a lot of listening to understand. Now, there's things I mentioned. Mindset, beliefs, opinions, what they value, their motivations. Many of those are deeply held for all of us. Sometimes they're so deeply held that even questioning them seems impossible or causes a ton of resistance to pop up. But if we don't even know what the other perspectives are or why other people support other ideas, we can't find any way forward to influence. Now, one big challenge that comes up is that sometimes we get so focused on their wrongness on the difference between our opinions that we can't make headway to move ourselves forward to a solution. We basically cross our arms and plop down in the middle of our idea, and we refuse to even listen to someone else's ideas. And our ability then to influence comes to a grinding halt. Because influence isn't yelling at someone until they give in. It's getting them to voluntarily shift their perspective. Now, I touched on this in a recent video that built on the recent Conflict Resolution podcast episode. I'm going to link to that video in the show description so you can check out that video if you're interested, because frankly, conflict and influence are very closely related. Oh, yes, they are. So let's look at a home buying example here. Let's say that you and your roommate or spouse are looking to buy a home. Your roommate wants a house that's going to be comfortable, very low maintenance, and easy to care for. So he only wants to look at brand new homes where everything is working like it's supposed to and everything is under warranty. But you, you live for vintage. You love older homes and think that they're worth the effort to preserve because there's value in preserving history instead of just burning an old house down and starting over. There's charm. There's uniqueness so you're not at all interested in a new home. Now, in order to influence your roommate to your older home perspective, you need to understand why he believes what he believes, both about his perspective that new homes are awesome and here are the reasons why, but also why he doesn't support your perspective. Now, you remember him telling you, that he grew up in a much older home that had a lot of issues and his family didn't have the money or time to fix it up. So he ended up taking a lot of frigid baths as a child and that feeling of always struggling just to have basic comforts has maybe caused him to never want to be in that situation again. He never lived in a new home, but he automatically associates older homes with a broken down, uncomfortable home and therefore he believes that a brand new home hopefully won't have any of the issues he dealt with growing up. Ta-da! New homes for the win, he says. So with all that in mind, you can begin to understand how his experiences and beliefs about new versus old construction are pulling him toward one perspective, whether or not it's actually the truth. Now, obviously, this is a fairly simple scenario, but hopefully you can see how this same approach can be used to start understanding how someone believes what they do about, well, hmm, let's say politics, or the role of government in a person's life, or religious beliefs. But what if you don't know any of this background? What if you have no idea why your roommate or coworker or friend or neighbor holds the beliefs that they have? Well, you have to ask questions and then listen. Listen without judgment. In this first know where they are step, you're not trying to change their mind yet. You're simply gathering information, understanding what's important to them, where their beliefs or ideas come from, and what motivates them. Get them talking by asking questions. In the next step, we're going to build on all of this information to paint a roadmap for influencing. So step two for successful influencing is identify the gap between where you are and where they are. Now that you better understand what they want and why they want that, it's time to do some self-reflection. Are you super clear on what your perspective is? This is one reason, honestly, why step one can be so useful. By looking at what someone else thinks and why they think that, we can clarify our own beliefs and motivations and perspectives and maybe even start to see some of those reinforcement mechanisms (laughs) that maybe we weren't aware of. We may not even clearly understand why we believe what we believe or what motivates us or what we identify with, until we're in a situation where we need to try to shift someone to our perspective. It can be a real eye-opener. So take the time to examine your own mindset, your own beliefs, what you care about, and why, and what your motivations are. Now listen to your own perspective again without judgment. This means, yes, looking honestly at yourself without automatically thinking, but this is right. This is the best approach. Let go of the idea of correct. One way I like to do this is to imagine what an alien society would say about my opinions or beliefs. Look, Fleurbit, creature A seems to prefer the more ancient dwelling, while creature B prefers the dwelling that the other creatures just constructed. Let us study this discrepancy further. Okay, so that's super silly, but honestly, it's a helpful way to pull us out of our own perspective objectively enough to see it without our own mindsets or emotions getting in the way. Aliens aren't likely to pass judgment on our opinions. They don't have an opinion on whether creature A or creature B is right. They just want to observe and understand. And who knows, through this process, you may be influenced to a different perspective yourself. So now hopefully you can see more clearly what you want versus what they want. Your perspective versus their perspective. You may realize you're actually closer to each other's perspectives than you realize. Or you may find that you're further apart than you thought you would be. That's okay. The goal is to see that gap between our perspectives. Now, once we get some clarity on the gap, we start problem solving about the path to get across that gap. What is the pathway to get from where they are to where we are? Well, first of all, How do you think they look at your perspective? What would their arguments against your perspective look like? So let's go back to our house hunting example. What would your roommate think about your opinion? He might say things like, Oh, well, she's never lived in an old home, so she doesn't get it. Or, She grew up in an older home, but her family always had plenty of money to fix it up. Or, She needs to quit watching home renovation shows because she doesn't understand how long all these repairs will take and how hard they are to do. So with that exercise, guess what you just did? You just identified your roommate's mindset obstacles. Their mindset obstacles are the ideas or arguments they're going to have to either go around or through or over to get to where you are. Once you've identified the gap in perspectives and their mindset obstacles, you can start to brainstorm ways to move them past those obstacles. And that brings us to step three in our influencing model. Guide them from common ground. You've already done a lot of work to discover the overlap in your perspectives or at least in your motivations. Step three builds on that to actually help influence and guide the person toward your perspective. Now, the big truth of this episode is that in order to influence somebody, you have to meet them where they are. Now, this can be done in an infinite number of ways, but I'm going to share a few here just to get your creative juices flowing. What motivates them? If they're motivated by feeling knowledgeable, how can you appeal to that? If they're motivated by a sense of competition, how can you appeal to that? If they're persuaded by data or information, what info could help to sway them? But let's say they're not persuaded by data or information, but instead they're persuaded by helping other people. How can you show them that your perspective can meet that need for them? Now, if an idea feels really risky to them, how can you help them see the risk isn't that big? Or maybe the risk isn't even actually there. If you feel that the gap is really big or that their obstacles are maybe deep-seated and are going to be difficult to overcome, is it possible that you can meet somewhere in between, at least for the time being? Because just like guiding someone on a path from their home to your home, you can break the journey into segments so they don't get lost get them part of the way, then let them get their metaphorical bearings, so to speak, give them some time, and then move them through the next segment of the journey. You can think of it as incrementally moving through each obstacle in turn. If we try to get them through all of their objections to our perspective all at one time, they're probably not going to move at all. They may even dig in further to their perspective. And then there are now even more obstacles to overcome. When we try to pull them past all their obstacles at once, we end up in sort of a rock'em sock'em robot kind of situation where I'm telling you what you need to believe and you're turning around and telling me what I should believe. And we literally could be coming from the same perspective, but we just can't see it. We start from where they are, not from where we are. This means changing our discussion from... I want to, you want, and then show them solutions. Paint a picture of the common ground you found and how their needs and concerns can be met with your solution. I strongly, strongly recommend addressing their concerns and motivations early and if you can, proactively, if you already understand them. Ask questions as you go. And be careful not to sound condescending or like you're talking down to them because that shuts everybody down fast. Be willing to listen without judgment because you're listening to solve, not to prove yourself right. Now, that means you also need to be willing to change your own perspective too. I mean, we're not always right, are we? If there's a mindset obstacle that your idea doesn't address, well, you may need to reconsider your own ideas. So Let's go back to our house hunting example. Maybe your roommate has some good points about the DIY aspects of owning an older home, but he doesn't understand the solid construction that past builders used, so you both have some learning to do there. If he's persuaded by data, share information about repair costs for new homes versus older homes, address his concerns about DIY repairs on an older home directly, and juxtapose that with concerns about new construction. I think you get the idea. Now, if they're having to overcome a lot of mindset obstacles or some really big ones, understand that they will need to come along at their own speed, not yours. This can be so hard, especially if you're not a patient person. They are going to need some time to process, to let the ideas and solutions that you've shared with them kind of melt away their obstacles bit by bit. Be patient. Be open to answering questions. Be supportive. Sometimes changing perspectives can mean a change of identity or of those reinforcement mechanisms. So for example, if their social community is staunchly of the same opinion that they are, that's going to take some time for them and some real effort to move away from that opinion. Now, once you get a feeling that progress is being made, then it's time to rinse and repeat until you both find mutually satisfying common ground. All right, so those are the three steps to influencing successfully. Know where they are, identify the gap between where you are and where they are, and then guide them from common ground. All right, with that being said, it's time to take this one for a final spin. This next week, find someone to influence about something anything. Why your favorite TV show is something they'll enjoy too. Practice understanding someone else's mindsets, motivations, values, and reinforcement mechanisms and how you can bridge the gap between their mindset and yours. How can you meet them where they are with their love for sappy rom-coms and show them how their needs might be met with your action thrillers? Whatever you decide to influence them on, have some fun with it. It's amazing what we can learn about others and ourselves. All right, that's it for this episode. Thanks for sharing this podcast and for your podcast reviews. It is greatly appreciated. Talk to you all soon. Bye. If the pandemic lockdown has made you aware of some major changes you want to make in your career or dance life, I can help. Maybe you realize you hate your current job or that you're holding yourself back from making a big life change that deep down you really want. Now is the time to start building momentum for the future. I've spent my career in professional development and training at Fortune 100 companies, leading training initiatives and coaching people from frontline employees to executive level leaders to improve their relationship to their work, their colleagues and themselves. If you think some non-judgmental support and gentle nudging would help you to get going, give me a call to discuss one-on-one coaching and consulting. If your organization or company is ready for an injection of new ideas, energy, and practical tools to improve company culture and efficiency, let's chat. I have off-the-shelf workshops ready to bring to your organization on topics like effective communication, change management, presentation skills, and a suite of leadership development workshops, just to name a few. Custom workshops are also an option. For a 30-minute complimentary consultation, email me at bellydancealchemypodcast at gmail.com. Go to bellydancealchemy.org or reach out to me on LinkedIn or via the links in the podcast notes so we can see if I'm a good fit for your needs. Well, thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to this podcast and share the magic with your dance friends. If you want more, you can sign up for our mailing list at bellydancealchemy.org, or you can email me your suggestions and feedback. I would love to hear from you at bellydancealchemypodcast at gmail.com. Bye.